This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Welcome back. Second hour is upon us. Laura Reese joining us now, Director of the Border Security and Immigration Center and Senior Research Fellow for Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation. Laura, welcome. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I apologize for the way we had to connect today, but I appreciate you being flexible and joining us as well. And this is a great article. I didn't want to miss this interview with you, especially because of everything going on right now uh, over in the Middle East. And you wrote an article here recently. It was on the Daily Signal, Why America Shouldn't Resettle Palestinians. That's right. Yeah, this is a question that is being posed to presidential candidates, to Congress, um, progressives on the left are asking that yep. U.S. resettle um, people from Gaza Strip in that area. And um, there's a number of reasons why the U.S. should not do that. One, you've got to look at our current border situation Correct. and the uh, interior. And there we're dealing with historic numbers. So the Biden administration finally reported September numbers um, three weeks late, and they did it on a Saturday. Good news dump to avoid bad news. But a, yet another new record of over 341,000 inadmissible aliens were encountered by Customs and Border Protection nationwide just in the month of September, beating the prior record, which was the month before, and making a new record for the whole fiscal year of over 3.2 million inadmissible aliens uh, in fiscal year 23. So if you're talking grand total under the Biden administration, we're at over 7.6 million inadmissible aliens encountered, most of whom the Biden administration is releasing into the US because they just ideologically oppose detention, and deportations. Wow. Okay, so back to this whole, you know, and, and by the way, fully understand what you're talking about, our southern border. It's extremely porous. The numbers are staggering. They've been that way. Uh, I mean, the, in my opinion, the White House is lip servicing, addressing that, if you would. I don't really think much is going to change at the southern border. I'm sorry. I just don't see a whole lot changing in that way. And now, again, as we as we talk, we've got this huge issue going on in the Gaza Strip, and, and 
And I don't have an answer. I will be the first to say this, uh, Laura. I don't have an answer as to where those people need to go. I'm not them. I haven't lived there. I haven't spent my whole life there. Uh, You know, I fortunately live in the United States of America. It's where I was born. But I also know this, and I've talked about this here in the past couple of weeks, because that's how long we've been talking about what's going on in the Middle East. You know, people forget that a lot of these individuals, and I know it's not all, and I'm trying to be as sympathetic as I possibly can, but I struggle with everything going on in Gaza because those people voted in what's going on there right now anyways they voted Hamas in and i understand when Hamas came in they re, you know they changed the rules if you would but on the same token well <laughs> their neighbors are also rejecting them oh thank you so, yeah and, and by the way i think for a lot of the reasons i just stated Exactly. It, it's not as if Palestinians wear, you know, a tattoo on their face the way MS-13 gang members do Correct. in our hemisphere, Correct. saying pro-Hamas, anti-Hamas. That would help, but they don't. And we cannot adequately vet these populations. Uh, there's no database in uh, in Gaza for us to check against. Uh, we don't have diplomatic formal relations with, you know, the leaders in that area, nor do we trust them. And the Biden administration has already shown that they failed at vetting the Afghan evacuees that they quickly put on, a pl- on planes and flew directly to the U.S. Multiple inspector general reports from Department of Homeland Security came out after that saying, no, we did not adequately vet. Mm. And some wrong people were put on those planes and flown directly here. Correct. So we are not to trust the Biden administration when they say that they could vet such populations. It's simply false. Um, we also have to keep in mind uh, the 1.6 million, and really it's higher than that, known gotaways who have evaded Border Patrol and come into the U.S. because they didn't want to be fingerprinted. Uh, they are likely known or suspected terrorists, uh, drug traffickers, human traffickers, convicted aggravated felons, and they gave up a free plane ticket anywhere they wanted to go in the U.S. because they didn't want to be caught Meanwhile, we've caught a record number, 170 plus, I think, uh, watch, terror watch list hits just on the southern border between mm. the ports mm. um, this past fiscal year. Another record pre-Biden, that right. was three in a year. So when we know that we're hitting on terror watch list hits by just you know the hundreds right. we're capturing, and we've got 1.6 million who evaded, we have to assume that there are um, terror threats already in the U.S. Right. And we need to go find them and detain them, not inject yet another population of questionable um, folks as to their intentions that we can't vet. Yeah, I mean, I I think you you bring up a great point here, and and something we've talked about, of course, with— you know, the folks that are actually living under Hamas rule, they're in Gaza. I mean, the, the problem that I would have personally, even with vetting these individuals, even if I had the ability to do it, would be even though everything might look squeaky clean, Laura, in the end, these are people coming from a terrorist, known terrorist nation funded by Iran and other countries. I mean, this is a situation where we know exactly what we're getting. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Laura, how do you vet any of these in a positive way? Well, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't with confidence. You can't. And and meanwhile, we've got um, CBP's Intel office in San Diego just issued a warning about possibility of 
um, Hamas, Hezbollah, and other terrorist groups uh, taking advantage of the open border and, and coming in. Um, you know, post the most barbaric attack we saw in, in Israel just two weeks ago. Hmm. And I, again, I'm not trying to be a pessimist here, but the direction things are headed right now, I don't see this thing ending anytime soon, which means we have no idea how many people are even going to be coming out of Gaza, right? No, we don't. Um, and, and what needs to happen, I mean, I agree with you. I don't see the Biden administration changing course with respect to the open border until they're forced to. And I've been saying, unfortunately, for most of this administration, it's going to take a terrorist attack to do it because they're just not ideologically willing to do it. However, Congress has an opportunity here. I'm not optimistic they'll take it, but they should. They are dealing with all of the funding bills right now, regular appropriations to keep the government funded through the fiscal year. And now the White House is asking for even more money on right. top of that That's right. for Ukraine, right. Israel, That's right. so-called border security. So, oh, wait, Congress, which really quick along those lines, I want to make sure everybody understands this. The yeah. proportionate dollars that they are looking at there, Laura, are way weighted on the Ukraine side. Yeah, there's a little bit of money for border security, a little bit of money for Israel, and they're about equal. The lion's share of that's going to Ukraine. Yes, and if, if you listen to uh, Biden's speech last week, that's not surprising. He devoted most of the time to Ukraine and not being uh, Islamophobic. Hmm. Um, so the dollar signs have, have tended to follow with Correct. respect to Ukraine. Correct. But on that note, I mean, one, Ukraine money should not be tied to Israel. Uh, but two, the border security money that they are asking for is a trap. I mean, we're living through Biden's view of border security, and it's anything but secure. So not an additional dollar should be given for open border operations. Instead, Congress needs to defund the the non-governmental organizations that that Biden uses to carry this all out. Yep, fully agree. um, And make policy changes. Folks, again, Laura Reese joining us, Director of the Border Security and Immigration Center and Senior Research Fellow for Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation. There's an article, by the way, you can see it. We'll have it in our links, by the way, later tonight on the website, Daily Signal, where you can go and read that as well. Laura, again, you're welcome anytime. I appreciate all that you guys are doing. Appreciate the work the Heritage Foundation does on a routine basis as well, and just appreciate you joining us. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. Have a great rest of your day. And I, again, thank you also for for joining us the way that you did. I appreciate that very much as well. So, again, Laura, thank you. We appreciate it. Let's do this, folks. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Anything you need when it comes to your plumbing needs. And and I say it a lot, and I know that I say, you know, all your plumbing needs. But really, if you've got some specific things, and some of you know what those are, including upgrades, you may say, gosh, I've been wanting to get this particular thing done for quite some time, but I keep putting it off, putting it off. You know, don't put it off any longer. Call High Five, and they'll take take care of it for you today. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You're a go-getter who's looking for a new challenge with a company that values people, and High Five has you covered. High Five Plumbing is growing, and they have an immediate need for administrative, finance, and marketing staff members at their corporate office in Golden, Colorado. Take a look inside High Five's gorgeous new headquarters and you'll see a company who takes care of its people with generous pay, benefits, and perks. High Five's leaders, Cassie and Levi, know that if they take care of their employees, then their employees will take care of their customers. And that's why they offer full medical, dental, and vision to employees and their families, as well as flexible schedules and plenty of paid time off. 
High Five hosts corporate events, sports outings, and other events because they truly value their work family and the culture that they have built at High Five Plumbing. And High Five also has you covered with t-shirts, jackets, hats, and more with High Five gear that Cassie and Levi give to their employees as a thank you. So come join the winning team at High Five Plumbing by going to klzradio.com plumbing and let them know that you're interested. Veteran Windows and Doors, 35% off and free labor right now. When you call Dave Bancroft, find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors owner Dave Bancroft doesn't want you to fall victim to sheep mentality buying and useless gimmicks. That's why Dave stresses the importance of educating you about the right windows and doors for your home. Veteran Windows and Doors is committed to meeting or exceeding the energy code and rating of windows based on where you live in Colorado. They follow stricter energy codes than are required to benefit you, the homeowner. Veteran does this because windows and doors with the highest energy codes and ratings will save you money, minimize your carbon footprint, and keep your home energy efficient longer by reducing the amount of time your heating or air conditioning runs. Don't fall for the heat lamp gimmicks the other windows and door companies use with salesmen who can't even explain the energy code or qualify the rating on their products. Custom build your perfect windows and doors today with Veteran by going to klzradio.com window. All right, we are back. Simmons, of course, Bruce Simmons. He is a reverse mortgage professor and wants to help you with all of your reverse mortgage needs. And as we talked Friday, Andy and I did. Anything you need when it comes to reverse mortgage, get the skinny from Bruce directly. Find him at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done. And that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASE master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem, so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. 
All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Got a nice comment from a couple of you also saying that whatever we're doing to fill in for our lack of phones is actually working very well and sounds as good as it does when they call in on the regular line. So, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. We have our, Charlie and I have, you know, very ingenious ways at times of making things work even when things aren't working so i appreciate that thank you we by the way not our first rodeo we've kind of done this before because as you all know technology can have its glitches it, it we it's yeah that's right it's macgyver school charlie just said that's exactly what we do we figure out ways around things and you guys all know me that's just kind of who i am and what i do i don't just throw my hands up it's like okay how are we going to work around this i've got things booked and handled and when I have these people on they have great things to say and we will uh We'll figure it out. So anyways, I, I appreciate you guys saying that. Thank you. I, that means a lot to me. Now, I apologize that you all cannot call in because I know a lot of you like, especially on Mondays, to call in and talk about different things and so on. We are at the mercy of the provider that our lines are through, which in this case is Lumen, which is the old CenturyLink company that I think was, I don't know, bots. I don't They change hands so much I, I, I don't even try to keep track anymore. So at any rate, we're at their mercy. Whenever they get us up and running, uh, hopefully by tomorrow we'll have things you know back on track and you guys can call in and we can chat then. But it is a little bit more difficult today uh, to do that. Now, I will say this. In light of that, if you text me, yes, I will get those things uh, on. You know, I will mention those text messages and we will talk about those things just like we always do. And if there's something specific you'd like to add to the conversation, you know, I, it's hard, I know, because we're not having a back-and-forth conversation like we normally would uh, on the phone. But I will do my very best to, to still answer all of those in, you know, in the order that I get them in. So uh, I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate that. National debt, somebody said, is now over 100000 per citizen, 259 k per taxpayer. 7.9 million illegals that they admit to, so the real number is more like 20 million. Yes, by the way, I, I agree with that. I, I will not disagree with you at all on that. The, the, you know, She was giving us numbers that are, of course, published, and she would agree with you, by the way. I don't think there's anything that Laura would disagree with from Heritage on what you're saying. And yeah, we, we do not have the ability right now, nor should we. Let, let me rephrase that. We as a country have the ability to take in anybody we want to. That, that, I, I need to rephrase that. When it comes to immigration, we can take in anybody we want. Now, I believe we should have all of those people vetted. They should be on a merit-based system, and there should not be any kind of an open border. With all that being said, could we take in Hamas refugees or, you know, Gaza Strip refugees, what I should say? Yes. We could take the entire country in if we had to. Or it's not even a country. How do I – what do I – settlement? Is that, I, is that how I should say that, Charlie? The entire settlement is what I should say. As a country, could we absorb that? Sure. Absolutely. Do I want to, given the circumstances there? Positively, absolutely not. And I'm sorry if you're somebody listening that has relatives and family there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they're there. But they're there. And I don't want them. I can't vet them. We can't vet them. You might think you can vet them, but folks, I have no idea what's going on in these people's background, what their, what their intentions are coming here. I have no idea. And no, that's not being cold, hard, calloused when it comes to that. I just don't know. And by the way, neither does anybody else, you included. Yes, I just said that, you included. You don't know their intentions either. You don't know what they've been brainwashed with up to this point. You have no idea. You're not there. So before anybody comes to their defense... And says, oh, no, John, you don't know what you're talking about. These are good, solid, good-hearted people. You have no idea. 
They are living in a terrorist settlement, plain and simple. There's no other way to say it, guys. There's no other way to describe it. This is a settlement, by the way, that hates Jews, despises them, wants to wipe them off the map. In fact, hates them so much they don't even acknowledge they exist, as far as a country is concerned. They will not acknowledge the country of Israel. These are the people that there are some out there saying, yeah, we should take these refugees in. Refugees of a settlement that hate the Jews and don't want to acknowledge their nation. Those are the people we're supposed to. So when I put it that way, how would any of you agree with taking them in? Now, most of my listeners, you're not them, and I understand that. But you get where I'm going with this. And by the way, you could use the same argument around a water cooler. Somebody texted in a moment ago, these are the people that hate us as well. They celebrated 9-11. Thank you, by the way, for saying that and for reminding me of that. You are correct. Thank you. 100%. Again, something you should remind people of when we say, when they say, not we, when they say, hey, we need to take these people in. They've got nowhere else to go. Um, not my problem. I guess you should have been celebrating on 9-11. You know, actions have consequences. That's one of them. And no, we're not taking you in. Neither is, by the way, Egypt or Jordan. Or I don't even think Lebanon's taking him, Charlie. I don't think they even want him. And, and by the way, not necessarily Egypt, but Lebanon, it's not necessarily a friendly country to us as the United States either. They're more friendly to them than they are us, and they don't want them. Jordan, same situation. You know, the, These are known Countries that support terrorism on a routine basis, Syria. I mean, I can go down the list of the countries that surround that area. They don't want them either. Iran, I, uh, the number one country fun, you know, funneling money to terrorists, and they don't want them. What does that tell you? But yet we as a country are supposed to take these people? No, I don't think so. Sorry. No, we got to draw the line someplace, folks. And this is one of those, this is one of those lines in the sun. This is a line in the sand we draw. We're not doing it. We don't take them. Period. End of discussion. Move on. And if you're somebody that thinks we should take them, please send me a text message lining out why we should. What's your reasoning? Line it out and please send to me. Please. I would like to know that because honestly, I, I cannot wrap my head around. I explained my reasoning behind all this, by the way. I'm not just saying this off the cuff. I gave you reasons as to why I would not accept any of these individuals. Please Counter that with some factual evidence as to why we should take these people. If you're somebody that thinks we should. 307-200-8222. No, you can't call right now because our lines are down. We can talk more tomorrow. Hopefully, they'll be up. But 307-200-8222 is our text line. All right, my son Richard should be joining me here in just one moment. We'll talk a little bit of sports, and I've got some things regarding EVs in Colorado as well. We'll talk about that. Golden Eagle Financial is next, though. Al Smith, please. Al wants to help you with all of your future financial needs. He'll help you with whatever that planning is. If you don't have a plan, he'll help you get a plan. Golden Eagle Financial. Find Al at klzradio.com. Managing your retirement portfolio to avoid risk and maximize returns is difficult. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you navigate it. He can streamline the complexity in your plan so it's clearer and easier to understand. He has powerful tools to ensure that you don't outlive your assets, fall victim to volatility, 
or make questionable market moves. Al knows that the opposite of having a purpose in retirement is having anxiety, and he turns your anxiety into confidence and thoughtfully walking through your retirement plan step by step. He helps you build a roadmap of your assets as you inch toward retirement, keeping surprises minimized and returns maximized. Al will help you to avoid wrong turns, guiding you to financial preparedness to match your plans. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial for a no-strings consultation and learn how he can help you create a stress-free retirement by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. For a bunch of mortgage, Kurt Rogers. Again, I'll be having him on my cell phone here a little bit later, and we'll have a conversation with Kurt around 5 o'clock to get an update on what's going on in the mortgage world. In the meantime, you can call him directly, 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? that debt ratio is too high, we can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS, 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels is next. And again, whatever your needs are when it comes to remodeling this winter especially, give them a call today and have them start at the very beginning of your project, not halfway through, by the way. Premier Home Remodels. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will bring your outdated, empty nester home into the 21st century. Your children have moved out and you're ready to give a facelift to your impractical bathroom, turning it into a beautiful and complete master suite. Your original tile and 70s bathtub are out of date, and it's time to create the space you have always dreamed of. You want something more functional and enjoyable, and Premier will help you achieve this. Soaking in that new spacious tub will take away your stress of the day. And Premier knows the longer you wait to remodel, the more costly the remodel will be down the road, as costs are only going to increase. Premier's expert design team communicates with you throughout the entire process and works within your budget while completing your perfect master suite, making it your own. Don't wait to remodel your bathroom. Do it now with Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Again, whatever you need, they got to talk to them at 3 o'clock, by the way. They've got a great special right now on a furnace tune-up. Besides the fact they can help you even with complete furnace upgrades if need be and 25-month interest-free financing. Find them at klzradio.com. Becoming a member of Cub Creek Heating and AC saves you money and helps ensure your maintenance is done on time. Proper servicing means your furnace and AC will last longer and run 50% more efficiently, reducing your AC or heating bill and preventing costly repairs to an overburdened system. 
Becoming a member of Cub Creek also means you save 10% on service and you'll enjoy priority scheduling. As we approach winter, appointments can pile up. But as a member, you'll move to the front of the line and avoid wait lists. Cub Creek's membership makes it easy because they'll notify you and schedule the maintenance for you. This is the best way to catch problems early. The biggest benefit to being a member comes when there's an HVAC emergency. Cub Creek will already know what equipment you have and can get it working again much faster. Have peace of mind year-round by contacting the Ream Certified Pro Partners at Cub Creek Heating and AC at klzradio.com HVAC. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. My son Richard joining us now. And yes, we are a little bit different sound quality-wise. If you are just joining us and hear that a little differently, our phones are out. So we're still making do with what we can. And uh, did our other interviews today just fine. Richard joining us now. So Richard, give us an update. We finally have a, I shouldn't say finally, but we haven't had more than just two of these throughout the year. That's a Broncos win. Right, they they won on the road against the Bears a couple weeks ago. Obviously, got you know kind of creamed by well, not creamed by the Chiefs, but you know got beat by the Chiefs, which obviously wasn't fun. Came home, uh, wasn't looking good there for a little bit, but it, it was a more complete win, Dad. I mean, it was something, and, and I know that a lot of Broncos fans are sort of on the fence these days because I, I'm one of them. I, there's a piece of me that that wants to lose because I want the better draft pick. Right. Right. And everything that comes with that. But then there's a piece of me that I'm okay with. Well, I I never like losing. And so even as I'm sitting there watching, listening to the game yesterday, I'm like, I I, 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 I almost can't bring myself to cheer for them to lose. Like I would have been okay with the loss in a weird way. But then I also can't bring myself to say, oh, thank goodness they're going to lose. Although I will say I did bring I, I did kind of get to the very end and thinking that they were going to drive down and honestly if Green Bay hadn't got the holding penalty on the last drive um, I feel like they probably would have gone down and kicked a field goal and won the game and and gone from there but no it was it was that and and I don't know Dad you you've, obviously you've been around for a while you've seen a lot of teams maybe you know maybe a win isn't the worst thing for for a team that's losing because a win has a powerful effect especially. In football, right, where there's right. a lot fewer games? It does. It, it, no, it does. And you're right. There's a lot less games. This isn't like, you know, hockey or basketball or even baseball where there's, you know, more than enough games to try to recoup. No, that's a, you know, I know it seems long for football, but there's a game a week because of the wear and tear on the bodies of the individuals playing and so on. Uh, it's very violent, of course. And now I also will say this, and this is where I wanted to have a little bit of conversation with you. I, I feel, and I was at the game, so I watched some of these things in motion, was able to watch the replay on the screen as well. And I will tell you, I think there were some very questionable calls lately. I really felt like, and I know I'm not trying to be a sour fan because I'm like you, don't really care at this point. Win-lose doesn't really matter. They're not a good team. We've got a lot of rebuilding to do. They played a very bad team as well. But I will tell you, there was a lot of calls yesterday that seemed to go the Green Bay way, and I'm not really sure why. And the one that I really wanted you to explain was when our defender and their receiver both have the ball, they capture it, ex- They literally, they catch it at exactly the same time, who theoretically in that case has possession when they land? Because I listened to a lot of things after that game, and a lot of talk show hosts, or, or sorry, a lot of talk shows, etc., that basically said that that should have been our ball as much as their ball. What are your thoughts? 
Well, typically speaking, in a normal field of play, if a receiver and a defender tie, possession goes to the offensive player. However, the way that Gene Sturris, or the referee for CBS, or the referee rules analyst, I should say, right, he explained it as if in the end zone, that situation, or in that specific situation, maybe not even because it was just the end zone, but just in general, the receipt or the defender established clear possession prior to the offensive player. So therefore it should have gone to him at the very least. It should have been reviewed. And the fact that it wasn't reviewed is sort of concerning because that was a turning point. Yes, right? It was Green very Bay much so. Down. Yes, sure. It was. They, they, they scored that, but that was a big play. It was a momentum turner. Pass. I mean, I was at the game. You could tell from even the fans and I sat, sat around a lot of, you know, Green Bay fans. It was interesting. I've even had a couple of Green Bay fans around me where they were like, hmm, uh, that is kind of that, you know, tie goes to the runner thing. Although in this particular case, given how they landed and so on, we're not really sure that's a, you know, that's a legitimate touchdown. And to your point, never got reviewed. Well, and that's and that's the biggest thing that I think, it, you know, for an NFL, you know, they pride themselves on getting things right. And, and here's the deal. I will say this. You know, there, there was a situation that happened in another game yesterday, the Rams and the um, not the Cardinals, but the Rams and the Steelers. And basically, the, it was before two minutes. The Rams, though, didn't have timeouts or they didn't have a challenge or something happened where they couldn't challenge a play. It was a fourth down play. The guy was short of the fourth of, of the line again, so the Rams would have gotten the ball. But because they couldn't challenge, the, the Rams couldn't end up challenging that play, which I thought kind of you know possession. Well, it, because it wasn't a turnover on downs, it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't an actual turnover. And so the NFL is kind of tricky in that. And like you say, it's different from other games, right? You know, baseball, basketball, right. hockey. Right. There's so many games that, yeah, reviews matter and every game matters, but they matter a little bit less than they do in football, right? Where it's literally one game, not one play, right? We know that it's net one game. a game is never just about one play. But ultimately, you would hope that the NFL would want to get that stuff right. And I get why, right? You you don't want to reward a team for wasting their timeouts, right? You know, if they can't get like the Broncos did yesterday, right? You you can't get your guys on the field, you can't get enough guys in that we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But ultimately it seemed like that play in that instance should have been reviewable. And at the same time, Dad, you had a situation where you and I were texting about this. Kareem Jackson comes up, hits a guy pretty violently. Um, they ruled it as a personal foul, and then they ejected him. It was actually announced today that he's now suspended Jeez. for four games. And, and, and I was me, there at the game. It wasn't that violent in person. Well, and, and here's the deal. He hits him with his shoulder. Yes, did he sort of make contact with his upper neck area? Yes, he did. But and, and I get what the NFL is trying to do, right? They're trying to minimize these head plays because it's bad publicity, right? You don't want people, you don't want that on national, which not is on national TV, but you don't want the replays over and over again, right, right? Of a guy getting his head beat. However, what I would right. say is at some point in time, the NFL, you've got to realize, yes, your game is about it's a violent game. Points, yeah, scoring plays entertainment, but it's also violent. Right. And you would be better, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, and I know I think you agree, and I, and I know people would disagree with us. The game is violent. We as Americans, we as men, right, like violence. We right. just do. It's the reason the gladiators, right, back right. in ancient That's right. Rome, That's right. was such a popular thing. So why guys, why, especially guys, watch boxing and, and MMA and other things. 
Correct, because us as men, and, and he, it, I, I see it every night, right? You know, when my boys get home and they wrestle, right? They're not, I'm, you know, my daughter, she's not, I mean, she likes to wrestle, but she's not wrestling as hard as they do, right? right. Men are just more prone, and nothing wrong with it, right? Right, right. And it's how God made us, it's what we talk, but you and I talk about this all the time on this show, which is that sports, especially football, it's good because it's such a violent game, and that's, there's a reason why you need so many guys working together on any one play, right? Because if your offensive lineman blows an assignment, 10 other guys could be right, but if he's wrong, right. then that defensive right. player has a free shot on your Correct. quarterback. And so, in my opinion, that was one where, okay, maybe you kick him out of the game, the optics aren't great. Yeah, he's been penalized. And find and he's a, he's a, you know I mean, and I and I heard some of the guys talking after the game. He's an aggressive player. That's what you get out of aggressive play. Which, by the way, as a coach, I want an aggressive player. Hundred percent. And he, and you can, here's the deal. You could argue, yeah, he hurt his team in that moment. Although you could also argue the guy that actually made the interception to seal the game at the end took his took place. his place. Right. He's a more he's a. He's not quite the hard hitter, but he's a more athletic, younger player. Right. What I'm getting at is maybe that play's not made if that guy's in the game. True. Because I don't know True. if he's as fast or on that coverage. Anyways, I just— I, hey, I'm really quick, really I want to go back to—because I want to make sure that we, we state this for everybody listening that maybe didn't see the game and, and wasn't there. When it came to the cornerback, Patrick uh, Certain— Sertan. Uh, Sertan, making that you know interception, his hands were around the ball, and this is the key what even Sean Payton said. It looked like it was a tied catch, which goes to the passing team normally. But upon review, Sertain got two feet down first with co-possession, meaning he actually caught the ball first and landed on the ground. That should have gone to us. Again, I agree. And that's where, again, I think the NFL... And they never reviewed it, to your point, which is part of the problem. Correct. And they should have taken a look at it. And even if they said, you know, it's not conclusive, right? We ruled that it was, you know, the offensive player. Okay, at least you took a look at it, right? At least you... Right. You, you, you re reexamine the play. And so Correct. That's, again, a few things that happened that way, Dad. The officials weren't perfect. They definitely struggled yesterday. There was our first oh. touchdown that it ended up resulting in just a field goal. Well, it was a holding that, by the way, I even looked at the replay. And here's the thing for everybody listening, by the way, and this is very, very true. Holding happens on every single play, both sides of the ball. It's subjective, and it really comes down to the officials on the field and whether they're going to throw the flag or not. Right, Richard? Well, and it's... And here's the deal. I've always said this. Holding, and it's not written this way in the rule book. To me, holding should only be called if it affects the play. If it affects the – for example, defensive players, right? There's been numerous occasions where a, a quarterback, right, will hold a receiver on the opposite side of the field. Right. You know, he'll do a jersey tug. The official back there sees it. That the play's going away from him. He was never going to be involved in the play to begin with, and yet they get a first automatic first down because defensive holding is a five yard. Which had nothing to do with down. the effect of that play whatsoever. Correct, and like you say, offensive holding. In that case, the defender was falling to the ground. Our guy, yeah, kind of sort of gave him a tug, pull, whatever it is, on his neck. But the running back was already past him as he was engaged right. in his act of falling. So to me, and, and, and I will say this, Dad, you can't make every play reviewable because it would take forever, and that's partially what makes the NFL a better TV product than even college games because the game time is so much less than than, than in college, and so people, you know, can only you know they can block out that much time and. But at the same time, you again, some of these officials, Dad, and it goes back to the NFL making these officials full-time, 
And I'm not sure that would fix anything because in the offseason, what, are you going to just expecting these full-time officials to be watching film every single Mm. week? No, it's not going to make a bit of a difference. I just think that some cohesion and and just some working, and and I I think that would end up helping. So, yep, again, I know we got to run the break here in a second, but, yeah, Broncos, they did finally got their win, right, or their win at home. I should say their first win at home in the Sean Payton era of the season. We'll see what happens this weekend. Chiefs come to town again, second time in in, in three weeks um, that they're playing the Chiefs. By the way, who booked that schedule? What 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 you know? What, uh, the, what the, bozo the, did that? The the NFL because they and well and for the Broncos, I, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it'll be the great equalizer. Although Mahomes has been good regardless, but supposed to be cold on Sunday. True. Supposed to be chilly. True. And it's supposed to probably might be snowing lightly during the game. So we'll, we'll see, which always makes it fun and interesting. So, okay. you know, that, who knows? Maybe. The, and the last thing I'll say is this again, I, as I said at the start, I was sort of on board with doing a few th- you know, with, with the losing and that sort of thing. Um, I'm not sure I'm there yet. Um, I would just say, in my opinion, uh, and looking at the draft class, I just, it's not a sure thing. So I guess a win is a win, and I'll be happy with it. Okay, we'll take it at that. We'll come right back. Ridgeline Auto Brokers is next. We're going to talk about EVs in a moment. Richard and I will as well. So if there's something you need when it comes to a used vehicle, Ridgeline was with me on uh, Drive Radio, by the way, on Saturday. They've got good inventory right now, and if there's something that you would like to have that they don't have, they're happy to help you with that as well. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Pops Garage Doors, family-owned and operated. They're not there to upsell you, but fix what you have right now. 719-399-1089. With Pops Garage Door expert installation and warranty, you can rest assured that your LiftMaster Garage Door will last up to 20 years. Pops offers the highest quality, longest-lasting LiftMaster Garage Doors with three times the warranty of the big box store because they know you don't want to replace your garage door every seven years. Pops Garage Door takes pride in offering you the same price as these other stores because they trust the durability and life of a LiftMaster to far exceed any of the other garage doors. And they deal directly with the LiftMaster manufacturer to simplify the process for you. Pops is able to honor the product warranty when they provide LiftMaster doors because LiftMaster stands behind their product. 
Pops also offers you an additional two-year labor warranty so you can be confident you made the right choice. Get high-quality, long-lasting garage door installations with Pops Garage Door. Go to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. All right, John the Cyber Guy, who you've known in the past as John Kanata from Denver IT. He is back, and he's really focused more on the whole cyber end of things for those of you with small to medium-sized businesses. And we all know that they're out there ready to attack us on all fronts. He's there to help you fend off those attacks. Find John today, by the way, at klzradio.com. This may not surprise you, but there are some bad people in this world. Some have devoted their careers to doing nothing but stealing money and information from businesses. And they do it so well. During the COVID lockdowns, they found it was much easier to steal from businesses by targeting employees working from home, knowing that most home networks are not secure. Since then, they've doubled their attacks on people working from home, coffee shops, hotels, airports, airplanes, and anywhere else they can find people working from an unprotected network. If your business has remote workers, it's an easy target for hackers. Denver IT Security can stop these bad actors before they destroy your business. As a special offer to KLZ listeners, for a limited time, Denver IT Security is offering a free cybersecurity assessment to qualified businesses. To see if your company qualifies, call 720-593-6688 or visit klzradio.com security. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 56. Again, Richard Rush joining me right now. Okay, Richard, moving along. We normally do some car reviews, but we are... Well, because of the changeover in the year and model, we'll have some next week. But in the time being, we've got a few minutes here left I wanted to chat with you about because there's an article out, Colorado Sun, but this is well known. It's other articles out there as well on this. Colorado passes a mandate for 82% electric vehicle sales by 2032. By the way, environmental groups asked for 100%. They shaved that back by uh, 18%, got it to 82%. And by the way, folks, this is on dealer lot inventory only. This is a very misleading article even because they are looking for 82% vehicle sales. It isn't going to happen. Richard, did you read the same thing I did? Yeah, and, and that's um, that's what you and I were talking about today, right? That it's, you know, it's very misleading, right? It's sort of like a read the fine print sort of a situation um, here. <laughs> it's... Basically, folks, this is not what it appears to be. Correct. In that, like you say, that it is on the dealer lot. So what that means is, and here's the deal, dealers, ever since COVID, right, have had dwindling inventories. Correct. And you and I have talked about this, Dad, quite a bit. A lot of our speculation, industry speculation, is that this is what manufacturers want. No, not dealers, manufacturers, right? They want... Less inventory. They want to make a specific vehicle for a order they know they've already got handled and sold. Correct. And yeah, they want people, right? They want you to go in, 
or you know, or put your five hundred dollars down, or in some cases, don't even have to put anything down. They want you to create the car that you want to create, yep. right? You'll put the options on it, put the packages you want, change those wheels out, whatever you want to do, and then they want to make that car in the next twelve to sixteen weeks, and then it arrives, yep. you pick it up, you drive off, and you're happy with it, right? That's what they're looking for. Yep. And and, and, and really quick on this one, to your point a moment ago, what I want what I want to know on this, and this is something Rob to talk to some of the dealers, because this article says nothing about this. I want to know, number one, who's going to police this? Because, Richard, you and I both know that in for, for folks that are listening, please hear me when I say this. All a dealer has to do is put a customer name on said special order, and all of a sudden it will meet the requirements of this particular act that we now have in Colorado. And all a dealer, Richard, has to say when the car shows up is, oh, the customer's not getting that anymore. They changed their mind. Correct. And then, well, in, in addition to that, there's lots of ways. Um, again, my guess, Dad, is there's lots of, as we just said, fine print inside of this. Quote, it's not a law, right? I can't even call it a law. It's regulation. Correct. That states that you know there should be 82 percent or or whatever it might be. And so that's where you and I kind of thought it was funny this morning. We got a good chuckle out of it, which is to say, folks, that it's not what it appears, right? And the greenies and everyone's going to tout this and say. And that's not Android users, right? Uh, you know, these right. climate folks are going to come and say, hey, we're really, you know, Colorado's next to California where they're getting, you know, they're on their way to 100%, you know, EV inventory. Well, the other thing that they're not telling you in this data is no, all electric vehicles, of course, qualify, but so do plug-in hybrids. And these vehicles, as you and I know, are vehicles that get between 25 and maybe on the high side, 40, 45 miles of electric only charge and that's in ideal conditions right right and so which, which and here's the deal i think and you and i have said this quite a bit this is that sort of the future is these plug-in hybrids and that's even going to be on some half ton pickups right put these plug-in plug-ins right so you can charge that battery up you can run full bore gives you more torque, more, more sorry not more torque more torque more torque towing right. in the cases of trucks right and it gives you – there's a lot of performance benefits of doing it that way. But then that can also qualify and meet these regulations, and yet you're still selling an internal combustion engine. Yep. And so, yeah, you and I kind of, again, mentioned this morning, just don't read – don't believe everything you read, folks. And this – again, we talk about this all the time. This goes both ways, Dad, right? Yes. In this instance yes. of, you know, for articles that support us and then articles to get riled up over, right? Which this is one of them. Well, I've got one of those I'm going to talk it. about in the last hour, by the way. So stay tuned for that one as well. Well, there you go. Yeah, because you, the minute you sent this to me, my first reaction was, oh, what are they doing? And then you read into this and it's like, well, it really isn't going to The headlines, change, you know, the headlines aren't even accurate, by the way. Correct. Yeah, well, that's the thing is the headlines make it seem like all vehicles sold right. have to be not that way, Not the case. Right? That's not the case. No, oh, you'll still be able to buy the, the ICE engine car you want. It just won't come from dealer, quote, unquote, inventory. Inventory, and that's the key. And, and again, Dad, you and I have talked about this. We know dealers are, are trying to adjust to this. They would love more inventory on their lots. I just don't think manufacturers are going to oblige because – it's not meeting their. That's right. It's not meeting what. It's not meeting their profits, and then also, especially with the you know the strike going on and everything else, and with rising wages, they want to direct those wage hours to stuff where they know they can earn more money, right? Right. And, and that stuff's going to be sold right away, right? That's where they're right. Going to get you know, a return on their investment. That's faster. right. So no, you're right. Definitely, 
definitely something for people to, to pay attention to. Yeah, tune in in this last hour for for some other examples of that. Yep, and again, to your point, Richard, don't always you know be careful with the headlines you read. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, in this particular case, there's a lot more to this, and I've got to figure out exactly again, Richard, as we go along here, who's going to police this and make all that work. I appreciate you. Have a good rest of your afternoon. Thanks for joining in the way you did. I appreciate that as well. And, and again, folks, a little technical difficulties today where we're doing that on a cell phone. That's why that might have sounded just a little bit different to all of you listening. And that's why some of you that may be trying to call in are not able to get through. So if you're trying to call in and you're just getting some sort of a continual ringing or busy signal, I don't know exactly what you're getting, by the way, because I haven't tested that. But our lines are down. Uh, we're not in control of that. So once they're back up and running, we'll let you know. But for right now, they are still down. So you cannot call in. Text line is open, though, 307 307- 200-8222-307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Level Engineering is next. Speaking of power, by the way, and by the way, where'd all the power come for those EVs? Well, it can either come from solar from your own home, or most likely it's coming from coal and natural gas. By the way, clean Wyoming coal and natural gas is typically uh, what powers our plants here locally for our grid. In the meantime, find out if solar is right for you. Give uh, Alan Davis a call today, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows you would want your own personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it. From Level Engineering, there is great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Alan. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill, usually only about 65 to 75% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company it gives them, and they loved the huge tax credit too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. Lastly, somebody texted in and said, Colorado is surrounded by uh, three sides of conservative states with lots of business for Kansas, Nebraska, Utah, and also Wyoming. And, yeah, if you want to buy a car, that's the other thing that folks will do is they can't find one in inventory here. They'll go to other states, buy it, drive back. That's the other thing that will happen as well. So, yes, thank you for that. You are a thousand percent correct. This, by the way, when it's all said and done, is going to do nothing in changing the outcome of what people buy in Colorado. That is my prediction. Not being a naysayer, that's just the simple facts of how this stuff works. We'll be back. Hour number three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.